heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. I think a lot of people were in denial. Certainly a lot of conservatives were. A lot of Americans were in denial that this moment would happen. It was hard to fathom that Joe Biden would rise to the presidency, oldest president in our history to be elected to office, and one who many would suggest has been compromised health-wise, but nonetheless, uh, he is there. And although the buildup in just hours before this had happened, I'd had, wow, many conversations with a lot of uh, leading conservatives around the country, and there were many who thought something would happen, potentially at the end, and that would prevent Joe Biden from rising to the presidency. They thought, well, Trump is gonna, something will happen. He'll pull something out. Well, that's because the history of Donald Trump has been to win, and the history is that he has surprised and amazed everybody. Both sides of the aisle have been uh, remarkably moved by the power, the might, I think, of Donald Trump. Certainly a most incredible, bitter election that we've ever seen, one to the likes of this. Uh, But it was fought in many ways, and it left many question marks uh, with this election. We'll have many, many asterisks attached to it. Will we ever really know the truth? I I don't have the answer for you on that. Uh, we, We don't know if we'll ever know the truth. In fact, quite frankly, we're not even sure we know the questions. We couldn't seem to get uh, any of this really looked at under a proper microscope uh, to really put everyone's minds at rest that we had elected the proper leader. And so I don't really want to spend a lot of time on that today. And maybe that's not exactly the place to start, but I think it's important to say that the question marks and the asterisks that will be in this race. Joe Biden talks unity at his inaugural address. I want to discuss some of those points with you. But yet, when you look at his policies and certainly the executive actions he'll be taking in the hours here immediately after inauguration, uh, they prove to be very divisive and will divide the American people. So like a lot of politicians and like a lot of their speeches, their actions don't match the rhetoric. It's one thing to say that you want to do this, you want to unite the world, you want to create great things, you want to create great economies, you want to do this. When your actions don't prove that, well, then that's just cheap talk, isn't it? A lot of talk about the incredible increase in taxes he's going to have. He's going to roll back all of the tax policies from President Trump and many of the other policies as well. It's going to be immediate rollbacks and it's going to you know, initiate a lot of those regulations back to the American people. So, you know, when you're talking about unleashing that sort of pain uh, toward the people and toward our business community, which is already devastated, it's hard to understand and fathom how that would unite anybody and how anybody would embrace those sort of policies. It is worth questioning, isn't it? Uh, There was also a really incredible letter, which I think was the best written I've ever seen. Uh, It's an open letter sort of thing toward uh, Joe Biden. 
and was uh, from an unlikely person and a very unlikely person. Uh, but this is a letter you need to hear, and I'm going to read it to you today as well. But let's start first with this inauguration that many of you don't want to uh, uh, relive. If it, I would imagine many people probably didn't even watch it. I, we'll see what the audience is. But clearly, you know, watching the political pundits as your channels surf throughout all of them, it's interesting to see them all get comfortable again back into their usual places and uh, with the cheap rhetoric. And, uh, you know, there's this whole mode of America and the peaceful transfer of power. And what does that really mean? So Joe Biden, he, and I, I quote here, he says, to overcome the challenges to restore the soul and secure the future of America requires so much more than words. It requires the most elusive of all things in a democracy, unity. Now there's a couple of things wrong with here as the left typically does and certainly those who want to initiate a popular vote off of an electoral college and really the, the entire origins of our uh, founders and framers of this vision of the United States of America and our constitution, they typically refer to us as just a democracy and not a representative republic, a representative government. That is pretty common with the left starting right there. But to start with the word unity, and that was the theme throughout his speech, and, and actually in recent days in his campaign as well, he was talking that a lot. Yet, you know, my fellow Americans, when you dial it back over the many years here now of the Trump administration, there was never unity. And the same people who are calling for unity this very moment were on the direct opposite of that and were so hostile to the transfer of power in 2016 and 2017 when it happened. And they were entirely hostile and never gave that president, number 45, an opportunity to govern. But they're now asking that back uh, for the right and for the American people to give this particular president the chance to unify a broken country uh, and policies that we'll look at here in moments to see how unifying will those policies be. Because as he just said in those opening remarks there, I mean, again, words are cheap, but he says here, to overcome the challenges, restore the soul, secure the future, requires so much more than words. Sure, we get it, uh, but, you know, requires the most elusive of all things, unity. So is Joe Biden really capable of unity? Are the Democrats really capable of unity? And I think you know the answer to that. There was, most people would say those are very rhetorical questions. What do you mean by those exactly, Malcolm? Well, I'm just the messenger here, people, just the messenger. What is unity, huh? <laughs> unity is having respect for each other. It's, it's been able to understand that you're not always gonna get your way. It's to compromise, the art of a deal. It's what they wouldn't allow with Donald Trump. It's what the Speaker of the House made sure that she could uh, fight against at every last breath that she could have. Uh, it was Chuck Schumer acting like the fool he could be up on the floor time and time again, never once suggesting that there was any unity or they could extend a, an olive branch a moment or a, a pat on the back for a job well done, Mr. President. No, 
You created the great economy. Thank you, Mr. President. No, you created great numbers for all kinds of minority and groups in America. Thank you, Mr. President. No, you rebuilt our military. Thank you, Mr. President. No, you, you fought ISIS. You removed the caliphate in the Middle East. Thank you, Mr. President. No. You re-embraced the traditions out there, moved to secure Israel, removed the uh, embassy to Jerusalem as a, as, as a, a show of, of um, unity that we have with the Jewish people and one that has been promised by many administrations previously. Thank you, Mr. President. No. And time and time again, there was no unity for any success that was to come forth. There was only division. And there was only finding fault with whatever they could, all for the idea of holding progress back in our country. Never been able to compromise and get to the point of infrastructure and health care and things that require legislation. But they, that was elusive. They could never grab onto that, could they now, throughout the Trump year? So Trump had to govern in other ways and find ways around it. Uh, the record is absolutely historical and incredible. Some of it, by the way, Joe Biden and the Democrats will not be able to erase, uh, we think, like the three Supreme Court justices, although they could be erased if they pack the court. And so we know that whole story. So you, you see, I say that, but yet there is a caveat to what I say to you there, like you know, the Electoral College, like being the United States and every state having a say in the president, right? And not just, you know, New York, California, and Illinois. You would think, well, they're not going to be able to, yet, if they make D.C. a state and they bring Puerto Rico in as a state and they do many of the other things they do, uh, and they remove the filibuster and they, they go ahead and they, uh, you know, pass again, their wishes just with 50. They also would need us 50. And of course, Kamala Harris would be the tiebreaker. And then it changes the entire rules of the game. So the structure of everything we're talking about is very, very delicate. Very, very delicate. A lot of that uh, rested and relied on the two Senate races in Georgia. But we know how all that turned out, didn't we? Uh, whether it be the people spoke a certain way or a broken election system, well, that will be for you to decide, my fellow Americans. And we will see what time tells us on this whole election fiasco and system. We've talked about it enough. We reported on it enough. And uh, we will need to continue that fight forward. So Joe Biden in the inauguration uh, speech there, he says, uh, we can join forces, stop the shouting and lower the temperature. Perhaps this is a message he should have delivered to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all of the other clowns maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, maybe six months ago, all right? When they tried to impeach the president for a phone call, right? Maybe, maybe that's a conversation he or they should have had with some of these people about joining forces to stop the shouting and lower the temperature. For without unity, Biden says, there is no peace. Only bitterness and fury, no progress, only exhausting outrage, no nation, only a state of chaos. You know, again, this is all great for speechwriters. This, this makes everybody feel warm and fuzzy in the moment. 
as the flag blows in the air and uh, right, the Marines play and we all get patriotic for a few seconds as we feel something sharp just along the back edge of our back there. Unity. Let's unite. Unity. Under what flag are we united exactly? Under what policies are we united, Mr. President? I mean, we can have a conversation, but what does it all mean, really? What about the past with China? What about the future with China? What are we united under exactly? These are reasonable questions. Biden says this is our historic moment of crisis and challenge. And unity is the path forward. And we must meet this moment as the United States of America. At this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed, Biden says. So now, on this hallowed ground where just a few days ago, violence sought to shake the Capitol's very foundation. We come together as one nation, under God, indivisible, to carry out the peaceful transfer of power as we have for more than two centuries. Just the fact that we can say on that hollowed ground that the violence sought to shake the Capitol's very foundation, and we know what happened there just in days past, plays to the point of the unrest in our nation, in the fact that many people don't see this as a united moment, and they see this as a very divisive moment, and a moment where their liberties and rights are being stolen and trampled upon, as they're seeing right now throughout the private sector, for sure, in all kinds of companies and social media outfits and American corporations that are calling for, you know, uh, deplatforming and banning and censoring and ridiculing anybody who supported number 45, the patriotic president. And, and that's the division. But yet, I don't hear Joe Biden echoing those claims and cries to those companies and those people and those sources and those people in the party to say, hey, don't say that. That's enough. We need to unify. Don't hold that against these people. I don't hear that message coming out of their mouths here, of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Do you? Of course not. And we will see what happens in the days and weeks and months ahead, for sure. And the part where Biden said this, uh, I had many thoughts that came to my mind when he said, look, I understand that many of my fellow Americans view the future with fear and trepidation. I understand the worry about their jobs. I understand, like my dad, they lay in bed at night, staring at the ceiling, wondering, can I keep my health care? Can I pay my mortgage? Thinking about their families, about what comes next. And, you know, I was thinking what he was saying all that, my friends, so that, you know, this is really the socialist plan that they can fix all that, rely on government, that you're worried about your health care and your mortgage and your job and your future and your families. Sure, things that we all worry about. And yet the message is, well, we have the answers for you, rely on government. I mean, this is the, the appetizer into a, a socialist utopia that has been put forth with so many policies, which we will talk about in moments here. But there's the underlying current I get from a lot of that, you see. It's not that you can stand up America, you can fight for these things, you can 
work on your own. You, you don't need government to do all of this for you. That is never the message coming from the left. It's to rely on government with all these things as you stare at the ceiling at night in bed is the message from Joe Biden. But don't worry. Government can fix it. Don't worry. We have the answers. That's the message. Always is the message. And this is, again, really how you create a socialist utopia. It's, it's all about that. That's what it comes back to. It's control. It's control the people with the elites and the rest of us, you and I. We fall in the rest of us. And then we have the elites. And those elites are littered throughout government. They're littered throughout the left and the right. They're littered throughout the establishment. The Democrats play that elites very well, but the Republicans do as well. There are a lot of elites throughout this entire system, and they play to this whole idea of a socialist utopia and a new way to govern and what America should look like. Big government. Build it better. Build it. They will come. Just print more money. We can do it. They have an answer for everything, don't they? And it isn't about your independence. It, it isn't about giving the power back to the people. It's about control. It's to rely on government. That's where the power is. That's where the control is. That's where they have the answers. It's scary. It's frightening. You know, as this whole inauguration was happening, and uh, I watched it, whether you did or not, I watched it for you if you didn't. And if you did, I watched it with you. But watch it, we must as students of the political game that's played, we must understand what's happening. And we must know where the opposing group is. I'm not gonna initially use the word enemy. It may work out to be enemy, but the opposing ideologies, we need to know who they are, what they are, and what they plan to do. We don't get there from shutting it out. And for those who you say, well, we'll just shut it out or we'll move off of these social media units, it doesn't work that way, my fellow Americans. We need to stay in the know. We must know what they are doing. That's just, that's just written in the, the book of Sun Tzu. You must always know where the opposing force is or what the enemy is up to. Remember that. That's important for many Republicans and many conservatives out there who think they don't need to know and they shut it off because it's painful at times to see what they're doing and when they tell you how they're going to do it and what they do exactly. I understand that. But the thing that wasn't lost on me throughout the entire inauguration is the pomp and pageantry and the same cast of characters that are there. They're the same kind of people that are out there. None of that ever changed. And, and I, I got thinking more about that, how they all fall into position. The McConnells, the McCarthy's, the Pence's. There's a whole litany of them. There's no doubt. And, and sometimes, you know, they play the middle road and you think maybe, you know, maybe it's a new day. Maybe they learn something. Maybe they're not so bad. But when it really shines and showcases, where's their principle? It's typically a lack of principle. 
Now, and you can sit and say, and many people are giving the president hell because he broke from tradition and not being at the, the inauguration, but being a man of principle, he couldn't do it. I, I get that point. Because when you're driven and you run your life by principle, there are certain things you can't do. And I understand that when you have no principle, it's easy to blow in the wind. You just see which way the political winds are blown and you attach your body to that and your mind to that and it's all good. I understand that. But when you are firmly planted in principle, you live and you breathe and you die on principle. When you're cloaked in principle, you're not as bendable and you don't really watch the political winds so much. When you're governing, of course, you always have to be careful of the political winds. So we understand that too, don't we now? <laughs> but there is that principal point. And so when there's a lot of poo-poo and as to, well, the guy broke a tradition and he didn't even show up and, you know, like, I mean, the guy's a buffoon and whatever. Well, these people wouldn't understand principle. They don't know what that means, you know? They don't get it. And there's a lot to that. We can, we can break that down in, a, in many different ways, my fellow Americans, principle. But there's a lot to being on principle and, and uh, what we take from that, you see. Biden ended with saying, we must end this uncivil war that pits red against blue rural versus urban, conservative versus liberal. And I would say to that, good luck with that, Mr. Biden, good luck with that. I mean, this is the game plan, the recipe, the mission of the Democrat party. They have always pitted one side against the other. They've done it all the way through with the Me Too movement, with man against woman with racism, with black against white, uh, with rich against poor. This is their game plan. So how Joe Biden would plan to end the uncivil war by not having that, those one against the other, well, that in itself would be an incredible tall order for a party who, that would go against their entire mission. I mean, for a party who plays to that tune, it's about impossible. You see, you know, I dialed it back to President Trump in his inauguration on January 20th, 2017, in fact. And I started looking around to see what that was like, remembering back to that day when there was promise and hope for the conservative movement of what would be. Of course, we didn't know all that they would throw at the president, what they would throw back at the American people, what they would use to further divide the nation. We didn't really know all that. It was in the infancy stage, the whole dossier, Russia collusion, Mueller, all of that where it started was in the very much of the infancy stage. A lot of that had already started through the campaign. They were spying on the campaign. I mean, that had never happened before that we know of anyways in our country, uh, but it was happening there. You know, you might remember that spying on the opposing party is something that took President Nixon down with. But here it's just normal business. 
Uh, they were threatened by it. And all the government agencies lined up, the Department of Justice and the FBI and CIA, and they all lined up accordingly, the NSA. And they, they were all in cahoots, in unison, if you will. All of those seeds were planted prior. In fact, there had been no accountability for any of the crimes, for any of the carnage in all of the past many years. They've all gotten a free pass, as sad as that is. But now we want to unite. We want to do it under another thought, another idea. Uh, we want to unite under what exactly? Under the United Socialist States of America, perhaps? Is that what we will unite under? That seems to be the rallying call, my friends. The most incredible letter was written by a gentleman, a most unlikely gentleman, but a gentleman who doesn't hold back, Ted Nugent, the rocker. Yeah, the, the historic, the well-known rock man legend, Ted Nugent. In fact, Ted Nugent was the first concert I ever seen as a young guy, by the way. Uh, Ted Nugent and, and Eddie Money. That was the first uh, rock concert I went to uh, with a date uh, and a uh, young lady, uh, young in my youth. And, uh, and that was the very first concert. Incredible. Brings me back just a little bit here. Of course, Eddie Money has since passed away, but Ted Nugent is here. And, uh, and Ted Nugent is a man that doesn't hold back. He puts it out there. In fact, on as I recall on his um, Twitter page as I went to uh, the other day, his image on there is one where he is got his middle finger up. Uh, and uh, that's it. I'm looking at it right now. I just went there. He's only following two people, by the way, and none of them really political in nature. But um, it's interesting because he's got the, the F-bomb he's thrown at you. And that's just, you know, that's just him being a rocker saying, you know, <laughs> screw off America, F you. And which just kind of tells you when when that's your image of what it is, that just means that, you know what, you really don't care what people think. That's just putting your whole laundry out on the front lawn there and saying, have had it. Now, some people find that very offensive, obviously, and think, well, that's not very proper. You have no right to be doing that. And, uh, you know, very unlike. Un, uh, Christian-like or unfamily-like or what have you, but it's his brand. And he's saying, you know, maybe he's not taking himself so seriously or taking life seriously or taking any of it, but he understands the serious moments that are here. I mean, he, like all of us, is watching all this play out. He's a, he's a citizen of this country. He may have a different playbook he plays to from time to time, but it is what it is. So he wrote an open letter to Joe Biden, which is an incredible letter, and I want to read it to you now. And so this is in the tone and the spirit of rocker Ted Nugent, and here it is here. Dear Vice President Biden, which now, by the way, would be Dear President Biden. Although I refuse to listen to it, I understand that during your presidential acceptance speech, you were calling for the unity of Trump supporters. Now, this was before the inauguration, my, my fellow Americans. So you see where he was going right away. He's seen the whole cries for unity, Nugent did, as I see them. 
I totally understand that. So he writes in the letter, embrace yourself, because here it comes. I remember four years ago, my President Trump also called for unity, and he did. I remember how congressional members of your Democratic Party responded by boycotting his inauguration, and they did. I remember how you and your Democratic Party cheated and used the greatest law enforcement institution of this country to spy on my President Trump's campaign. And they did. I remember how you and your Democratic Party created a fake Russian dossier to try and impeach my President Trump. And they did. I remember how your Speaker of the House ripped up my President Trump's beautiful State of the Union speech on national TV, and she did. I remember how you and your Democratic Party tried to impeach my President Trump over a Ukraine phone call, and they did. You accused my President Trump of pay to play. Come to find out, Joe, it was really you and your son Hunter, and they did. I remember how you and your Democratic Party blamed my President Trump over a pandemic that he had nothing to do with, and they surely did. I remember how you and your Democratic Party encouraged rioting and looting of my great United States of America, and they did. I remember how you and your Democratic Party used the media to spread lie after lie about my President Trump, and surely they did. I remember how you and your Democratic Party stole the election from my President Trump. And clearly that is up for much debate, my fellow Americans. Many would say they did. And there is support and evidence to that point as well. Whether we ever get that truth out or not is another story. Nugent goes on to finish up. This Trump supporter remembers all that, Joe and will not be unifying with your Democratic Party. Your abject criminal dishonesty is treasonous. You belong in prison along with the rest of the swamp. Ted Nugent. Wow, wow, wow. It's a three wow statement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really, the thing about this letter is, it's factual. He's not stretching any of the truth here. Now, the many Biden supporters would read this and they would find fault with all of these facts uh, because they would just lie about it all. I mean, they live in a different sort of utopia and they beat to a different ideological drum. That's all I can suggest to you. They see a different version of America. Back to that United. There's no United with any of this because these are all facts that Ted Nugent points out here. He, he didn't stretch anything here. He's just, these are basic truths. They just are. They're not partisan truths. They're just truths. They're facts. And he just, but he put them in such, I thought, a very eloquent way, which is why I added my piece to say he, they did, he did. And that's really, you know, it's just all the truth. You know, it's, it's truly remarkable. And so this whole notion of uniting is, is breathtaking, to say the least. That, you know, listen, you can give them credit for trying to suggest it, but then you could also say the audacity of you all to even utter the words 
let alone to think it's going to happen. But do you think they really think it's going to happen? Probably not. But it makes for good fairy tales, and it's a good facade to put out there so they can make themselves feel good and stroke their egos that, well, we did call for uniting. They didn't unite. We don't really know why. Oh, well, could it be all the policies you're going to jam down our throats? Maybe that's the reason, right? Well, and we're going to talk about some of those policies, as well as this deprogramming of the cult of Trump that is being talked about here. So at this historic moment and crossroads we find ourselves in, we have got to, you and I, I'm speaking about as Americans, we've got to secure a game plan. You know, it, it becomes very old and painful to think that we're going to take the next four years and just complain and bitch and complain and bitch and complain if that's all we're going to do. Now, listen, we went through eight years of horrible policies and socialist programming in America uh, through number 44, the Obama years. And I was on national radio. I was on many of the networks railing against it every day uh, before America Out Loud on many of the radio networks uh, throughout our country um, because I was not a believer in those policies as a conservative, as a patriot, as a, a lover of the Constitution. I could never support someone like Barack Obama and his uh, treasonous policies, if you will. No more than I can support Joe Biden and his treasonous policies uh, for the same reasons. Um, that's it. I mean, it's that simple. Call it whatever you want. But there are some things that I'm not willing to compromise on. I also would stand on principle. I'm not going to sell. I've, I've always been a principle guy. As a young kid, I was that way. As a young guy in the business world, I was that way. I was never the kind of guy you'd want to invite into the board meeting or the committee meeting if you didn't want the truth. If, if you were just looking for somebody to stroke your lies or your ego, you had the wrong person. It's where I got my name out loud from. It was the out loud truth. So I have a whole history of this in my life is to stand on principle. I'm not saying any of us are perfect. We all screw up from time to time. That's not the point. But the point is we don't sell our soul or ourself out to the devil. And we don't sell it to an evil empire. And we don't sell it to a communist regime either. Whatever that means to you should mean plenty. And we'll see where the fairy tales end up here about this United business and what happens. There's a lot of story yet to write. We don't have, I mean, I can sit here and, you know, throw you all kinds of descriptives about what I see as the fairy tale ahead. There's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of information. And there's a lot of things we could do some forecasting on. And we could get ourselves all tied up in a tizzy and, uh, you know, create a lot of unrest and, uh, and fear. And there's a lot of fear out there. Or potentially we could be constructive and take a look at where we are right now, step back and begin to talk about areas we can unite as patriots, as conservatives, as Americans who love our constitution and love our country. And maybe that's the time we need to spend best served to be proactive and not reactive and not spend all our time as we did in those eight years with Obama, but to use that now with the Biden whatever that's going to be, the, the Biden-Harris, however long Biden is president or not, we don't know what's going to happen here. There's been a lot of predictions that it would be hours, days, or weeks, or months, if that. 
and then Kamala Harris might become the president. I, we don't know how that's all going to fall out. We, we just don't know at this point. Now, we can spend all of our time, as many people will, uh, you know, stoked in fear. And, um, and uh, there's this hyperventilation of drama and trauma and you know, and, and, and there will be a lot to talk about on there. There will be plenty of trauma and drama just to deal with, with policies without uh, forecasting uh, other things or building theories, conspiracy theories of things that will probably never happen or we hope they don't happen or not, depending on what they are. But maybe we should use our time and our effort to get into some real soul searching, but also some connectivity and get the unification. One of the areas we're gonna to need to do it is with our wallet. And that is going to be my fellow Americans, shoptotheright.com. This is important. I, that's the reason I talk about it here, is the reason I tell you. It's one of, I believe, multiple movements that are gonna come off the ground now. And we're getting a lot of those calls and a lot of those people connecting in at our network here. I mean, we're going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be that connected force here. We're going to be a bridge to the future here at America Out Loud. That's the game plan. And we're going to help be a, a, a forecast, the beacon of liberty here to bring us forward. We, we may not have all the answers this moment, but we will find them. Part of the way is to secure our future is to connect our thoughts and ideas and help each other and bring together uh, a brighter force and conservative values and protect our constitution. Many of the corporations out there and, and every day I'm seeing more and more of these that are siding with the social media oligarchs and the big tech companies and they are trying to take uh, the American spirit down and they're doing it with the power of the dollar, the almighty dollar. So you've got to now, we've all have to pay attention to where we spend our money. So shop to the right. What they've done is they, they've created a nationwide database out there, basically all across our country now. And you can list your business there for free. If you do have a business, by the way, or you're an entrepreneur, you know, people who do, they can list it there for free and become part of the movement. But bottom line is we all need to be using it as a shopping source shoptotheright.com. There's a link, by the way, right at americaoutloud.com if you need it, or just type in shoptotheright.com and also go there. I want you to check the site out. I want you to get a feel of what's going on. Now, I've got to tell you, George McClellan, one of our gifted writers and a, a terrific man, a fabulous patriot, lives in Georgia, and uh, he's got a piece up there now. He's a, he's a terrific writer, a historian, and a a political observer, he calls himself, but uh, uh, he, he writes many times a week for the platform. Yeah, he's got a piece up there, the next two years, what to do. And he addresses some really very effective points in that article, the next two years, what to do, that are very constructive. Now, George, again, is a man of principle like me, and I hope like you. So he doesn't compromise in there his principles, but George never compromises his principles. He stays on principle, but always being a gentleman, and puts it out there. He's very well read on the platform. I encourage you to read that piece. And he mentions this whole shopping uh, schism that we have here. So we got to put our money where our mouth is. That's one way to do it. 
shoptotheright.com. Let's all use it for a shopping source or to list our businesses there. Let's get behind these people. They're patriots like you and I. They're up out of the Northeast on toward the Pennsylvania area, New Jersey area, up in that uh, uh, part of the country. And they are ready to, uh, to help all of us know where we're spending our money. So let's get behind them and do exactly that. We're gonna take a quick pause. Lots more to talk about here. Back with more Voice of a Nation just after this. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa. Award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Oh, my fellow Americans, we sure do love our convenient shopping options. But what happens after we buy? Are the products coming from China or overseas, thereby putting our fellow Americans out of business? Are the profits being sent to groups like Antifa, Black Lives Matter, groups that intend to destroy the freedoms that we enjoy? Well, listen, I'm an avid consumer just like you are. But I've realized that we need to think before we buy. Shopping should be convenient and easy, sure, but we need to be able to follow the money. Well, shoptotheright.com. It's brand new. It's a new shopping platform featuring American companies with a focus on products that are made right here in America. Well, listen, this is a novel idea and one that I believe will start to become more popular and create a shopping revolution. Shoptotheright.com. Americans, you've watched for decades as radical Marxists have systematically taken over some of our nation's most cherished institutions. Well, AmericaOutloud.com is fighting back with one of the fastest growing conservative media networks in the world, featuring some of the nation's most influential experts and commentators. Join us. We're in this together. And we consider you part of our family in our crusade to share the news commentary and agenda that can lead America back again. It is a fight for the soul of humanity. America Out Loud Talk Radio is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. So let's see, what did we vote for? Not, not you and I exactly, but what did America vote for if they did vote for this? Again, I have to put that asterisk there. I'm, I'm 
apologize for those who are sensitive to that point, but it always requires the asterisk because we don't know because the courts didn't hear it and all the information still hasn't seen the light of day. There are no adults in the room left. So, but here's what they're saying. So the rollback will begin immediately uh, with this 46th president here. And it's going to be an entire flurry is what they're saying of these orders, uh, historic in nature. Uh, and he plans to sign in uh, initially about 15 executive orders immediately. In fact, it's gone right from the inauguration to uh, the Oval Office to do that uh, before they even do anything else, I understand. And these will be things and followed up by very aggressive rollbacks over the next 10 days they are predicting. Now, here's some of the things you have to look forward to, okay? And we'll be talking about these, I am certain, in the days and weeks ahead. So he'll end construction of the wall on the U.S. southern border that will end. Like, are you really surprised with that? So now you'll have the entire illegal immigration program is back on the front burner. As you've already seen, the caravans forming from Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and many other places, you'll see them start trekking up through Mexico. Same problems, deja vu, that happened through the Obama years, through the Bush years, uh, through the Clinton years. Uh, everything that Trump was trying to stop and fix and really trying to get that in play and also trying to get proper legislation, which was never successful because, again, you had Pelosi and Schumer never wanting to be united, but divided on these uh, very much issues. So, you know, that's all going to stop to the cost. And a lot of these are contracted already, but to the cost of billions of dollars to American taxpayers. But that's of no thing for you to worry about, my fellow Americans. They have more money than they know what to do with. They will just print more up and create uh, the bigger debt. This is not going to be a problem. Money is never the issue for these people, for the establishment of deep state characters, keep in mind. Uh, so you've got this whole shift on immigration that's going to change now. I mean, we'll be talking lots about this, I assure you. This is only the tip of the iceberg, I promise you that much here. Um, so there's going to, he's going to proclaim the immediate termination of the National Emergency Declaration that Trump used to fund all of those activities on the immigration and done incredible things on our borders. He's going to take action to end uh, the withdrawal from the World Health Organization, uh, which was abandoned in July because of their lies and their, their misfit organization that supported China. And we were giving them a lot of taxpayer money. We're going to be doing that again. That's why we ended up with all this COVID stuff, because they were in cahoots with China as it circulated throughout the world. And the world has suffered since then, right? We're going to rejoin the Paris Agreement on climate change, which we know what that is about. That is all about lining their pocket with money, our money. That's what's going to happen here with this Paris Agreement on climate change. This has nothing to do with climate change, people. There's nothing to do with the world. This has to do with raising money and stealing money, basically, is what it is. All of the big economies in countries are not part of these same rules that the United States would be tied to. Uh, so the biggest polluters, uh, such as China and India at the top of the list and others, uh, they get a pass to go and collect, but we will be the world's bitch again. So here's what you have to look forward to. If you thought you were worried about us being the world's bitch before, well, we will get back now to, and that is going to be another theme. Uh, we are, because we really are the world's bitch. And uh, that's, you, you can't say that nicely. 
It doesn't roll off the tongue. And I know it sounds a little harsh when I say it, and I'm not going to apologize for it. But a lot of these policies from the establishment and from our big government do make us the world's bitch. And we have been that way for many, and through both Democrat and Republican administrations. I'm not just picking on Democrats here, by the way. This goes back again from Obama and Bush and Clinton and Bush. Goes back a lot of years, okay? And we are back in that category of being the world's bitch. And we'll, we'll have a whole nother, I'll go into a whole program and probably title it, you know, America back to being the world's bitch just ahead because it is all factual and true. And this is, again, none of it's meant to feel good. It just is factual. So, so they go on to say this, and this is interesting. The swiftness is meant to demonstrate urgency the, the, uh, the new administration is suggesting to turn the page on a divisive four years under the Trump administration. Now, who exactly made those four years divisive, I wonder? Oh, the big bad orange man did. Is that what the left would say? And of course, that disgusts me when they say that. But that's usually what they say or they refer to, right? And so... You know, the fact that they cut him off at every pass, the fact that they didn't work with him on any level, the fact that he did amazing things, that was never enough. But now this is to turn back on a divisive four years. And you just have to uh, get sick and, and, and vomit within yourself when you hear things like, you know, that they're calling out, well, it was a divisive four years, divisive four years, but we had nothing to do with it. Oh, by golly, we, we, we just, we were perfect here. We, we tried to work with the man, just wasn't workable. So what the media is reporting is that there are four overlapping compounding crises, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, the resultant economic damage, uh, climate change, and lagging racial equity. And of course, all four of those things uh, were something that could have been cut off at the pass and handled. I mean, the, the resultant economic damage uh, to our business community, and certainly our small business community, it's not the conglomerates. Uh, Walmart and the rest of the cats are fat and happy right now. Uh, they've made a ton of money and doing just perfectly fine, you see. And uh, But that if you didn't lock down all the states and the cities, uh, that would not have been a problem. And had we handled the COVID-19 pandemic in some more unison factor uh, fashion, uh, we would also have been in better, in better shape than, you know, the divisiveness that came with that. But there was never, they, they were never out to solve the problem, you know? And the lag in racial uh, equity, well, sure. And you see what you did on racial equality in our cities throughout the country here over the last year. And the climate change, we know all about that. So these are all sort of, this is all uh, window treatment is what I'd call it. These are all window treatment issues that they're gonna be uh, pouncing on and utilizing to the best of their abilities. And the reason they're gonna do it, well, they're gonna do it to grab more freedom from you. And they're gonna do it to seize the power. And they're gonna do it because you're gonna now be a servant to the government again. And that's, there is no freedom in any of this stuff anymore. Just like this whole COVID business and mask wearing stuff. And if you choose to do it, terrific. But you don't have to push that on every other American who don't wishes to do it under the guise of, you know, that uh, somehow it's gonna protect you and we have to do our civic duty. And that's a whole nother conversation for another day, but it's an erosion of our liberties across the board, for sure. 
This next statement I read was put out by uh, another media conglomerate, USA Today, and it's very rich. Uh, he's trying to show the American people, Biden that is, and the world more generally, that America is back to where it was before the Trump administration. Now, this is Todd Belt, a professor and uh, political management program director at George Washington University. He said, by signing so many orders so soon, Biden will deliver a repudiation of Trump's approach to governance. So that's the message about United now. So see, see where all of this starts right now. This is right out of the gate now. So this, how, how does that get you for United? Right? This is what they're reporting now, that this is what this all means, a repudiation of Trump's approach to governance. And we're going to show the world that we're back again to be part of the globalist units of empire of nations on planet Earth. And you will bow to the emperor of the world as we all bow. That's where we're going, my fellow Americans. It's a globalist agenda for all, right? And now you have all of these outrageous comments about deprogramming the cult of Trump. And there's gonna be a lot more to talk about this in the uh, days and weeks ahead for sure. But you have now, uh, you see some of the comments that are so out there and, and these are all over the place. This is what the left thinks. This is why all of the uh, journalists and social media voices now are deprogramming and uh, deplatforming and uh, being divisive. It's all the D words, right? Uh, devil is what I would also get out of that, evil. Uh, Katie Couric sitting down with the uh, Bill Maher, uh, real time with Bill Maher, right? And of course, she was the former CBS Evening News and the Today Show host, and you know who she is, of course. And um, uh, so she says, the question is, uh, Bill, uh, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump. This is very serious. This is what she's asking, right? Now, what I like is the comment back from Kirstie Alley, who's a conservative, by the way, and a patriot, says, um, you know, you don't say that about the socialist liberals. You don't say, well, they're a patriot. She's a real patriot, Katie Cork. It doesn't roll naturally. You just never hear that. Isn't it, isn't it um, interesting, be the word I use, that it's always the conservative part over here of Americans who are considered patriots. It's, does that tell you something? The ones who respect the Constitution, the ones who honor the rule of law and want to save the spirit of America. What does that tell you now? Yeah, just do the math, right? So Kirstie Alley, her, she puts a message out, a tweet out, actually, uh, to Katie Couric. says, wow, at Katie Couric, we've known each other for 35 years but if you really think I need to be deprogrammed along with 80 million conservatives, you're going to need to organize massive deprogrammers. Curious who they would be, shrinks or Nazis? I hear both were good at it, yet still failed. It's quite the comeback from Kirstie Alley, isn't it now? You know? And then you see the comments from Eugene Robinson to Hannah Jones on the CNN, I believe it was. Uh, one of those programs. How do we deprogram Trump supporters, right? This was either that or MS uh, DNC. They're all the same. I don't know which. Uh, I don't really follow all of their machinations here. But uh, so Robinson, Eugene Robinson comes out and says, Nicole, Nicole, 
That story you just told is a familiar one. It's absolutely true. The difference between the white citizens councils and the Klan back in the days of Jim Crow, you know, Klan was lower income. White citizen councils were the Josh Hollies and Ted Cruz's of their day. Here's the situation, though. We have now. There are millions of Americans, almost all white, almost all Republicans, who somehow need to be deprogrammed. It's as if they are members of a cult. The Trumpist cult. Yeah, that's it. And they have to be deprogrammed. Do you have any idea how we start that process, much less complete it? Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's Eugene Robinson there, right, to uh, this Hannah Jones. Pretty remarkable, people. Pretty remarkable. And that's just the tip of the tip of the spears, what that all is. There's a lot more on this deprogramming stuff in the party. But that's all uniting. That's all about the uniting under the flag of the United Socialist States of America. So brace yourself. It's all just getting revved up now in the shining city on a hill, right? It's all getting revved up now as to where we are as we turn the leaf again in our country. Not knowing what is out there just above and around the corner, but above the horizon, not really knowing. We, we can't really predict. Although if we did try to forecast the future for many of us, we get quite concerned. It becomes very fearful for many, many Americans, uh, truthfully. Uh, but uh, we will need to figure this out together. Now, listen, we're on the we're on the fight forward here at America Out Loud. Uh, we need you to get over to AmericaOutloud.com and we need you to get the out loud truth. And we need that out there from sea to Sean in sea on all your social media outlets. Need to get it out there. We have writers and bloggers and columnists. We have show hosts on talk radio and podcast uh, reaching across the country. And uh, now we need to rise to be a spirit in this nation uh, to help us with a path forward. A lot more to talk about in the days ahead again. There's talk of a new political party. There's talk about where the GOP is. And then, of course, there's always this unity and all of these policies that are now going to be initiated and how much pain they're going to uh, afflict uh, on to the American people. Uh, families, moms and dads, and our business community alike. It is certainly a new day in America, my fellow Americans. It's time to get involved and get loud.